Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars in this week, Dad Rituals. I think we should just start off by saying hi to Joe Biden, should we? <laughs> hi, Joe Biden. Hi, Welcome. Joe. Um, hey, Joe. Where are you going to go without that gun in your hand? Da, 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 da. I'm going down to shoot the old lady. No, you're not. I caught, <laughs> I, I caught her breaking into the White House with a Viking helmet. Da, 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 da. No. I wonder what Joe Biden drives. Because obviously... He's I, got a Corvette. Of course he has. Of course he has. Um, like a C2. It's yeah, an early one, isn't which it? Which I think he's had from new, yeah. And, and I didn't... I, I've heard this a few times over the, over the years, but I didn't realise that the stigma of Corvette drivers still remains in the States as being sort of old white man's car. <laughs> I didn't realise it was very much like that. Yeah, I guess it is, isn't it? I mean... I, I, I think- I've heard it in a few films, and I know a few people that own Corvettes, and there's definitely a thing where you've got to be of the older type. In fact, you've got to be basically Joe Biden to drive a yeah. Corvette. <laughs> are, you, um, are you looking forward to the mid-engined Corvette coming to the UK, which it will at some point, apparently? I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be a good car. I mean, the last two have been really good cars. They don't get much of a look-in in the UK. Um but well, this is the problem. I mean, talk about the image in the US is one thing, but the image here, I always think there's something just, I don't know, irredeemably sort of off about having a Corvette in the UK. Well, I don't you, know whether it's because you've, you look you've like sort of a, willfully ignored what else you could have. I think there's two things. You either you, you either look like a lost gumballer or, <laughs> or you... Um, or like a, I don't know, a, a pretend kind of Americana enthusiast, you know, who just buy. We've, yeah. had, we've, met, we've had this chat before about people that just buy everything American because they like a lot of American culture. Whereas, mm. you know, yes, I've got a couple of American cars, but I don't necessarily like live the American life. So um, there's that. I mean, vets have always been incredible value for money. You've never been mm. able to buy a right-hand drive one, have you? Pretty sure. I think that's why the sort of they feel a bit off having one in the UK is because you've ignored lots of very very good sports cars that you could have that are conveniently made in right hand drive, like logical suggestion cars. Yeah, yeah, and that you can get from a you know a dealer in any reasonably sized town. (laughs) You've you've because a lot of time they're not even officially imported, are they? You've got to seek them out. You've got to go to that place in Manchester or something to get one. That's right. And it's left hand drive, and it's sort of. Or until they started shrinking them down again, they're, sort of, they're a bit they're scaled a bit wrong for the UK. Yeah, and so it just feels like you've you've gone through all of these hoops because you really really wanted a Corvette rather than say, 
I mean, I'd like that. Is a 911 or an Audi R8 or or, or something front yeah. engine that's good and sporty, like an SL or a Jag X KRF type of thing. It's kind of uh, it's one of those cars where I want someone else to be buying them, so I see them now and again. I'd really like my dad to like WhatsApp me today to say, "Listen, I've just thrown <laughs> caution to the wind. Uh, your mother and I haven't got the money, but I've just ordered a Corvette," and I would, <laughs> I would have a tear in my eye of joy and be going, "Dad." A, please don't drive it too hard because you will fully lose control. But B, it'd be like, oh great, we've got a Corvette in the family. I've got like, I've got a, a mad old dad who's just bought a vet, um, who's never driven anything quicker than a Volvo eight fifty T five, and he's just gone straight. <laughs> but no, I kind so of, the- I kind of like vets. I do. I don't know if it. Mm. I don't know if it should be mid-engined. You know, people are very protective over the purism of a, of a shape. Or a, a genre. Yeah. In fact, I had this exact thing when reviewing the Mac E. There's a there's a whole tribe of people that just can't get beyond the name and the black pony on the on badge on the bonnet. And then there's another yeah. school of people that I'm in now who are like, you just you know what? Like, it's not that. It's not that big a deal, is yeah. it? Really. It's not that big a deal. It's Ford's name. They can do with it as they damn well please. If this is the most upsetting thing in your life, then count yourself fucking lucky. Well, also, I said, do you know what? There's been there's been there's been terrible bastardization of badges way beyond that. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. I, I kind of thought to myself, well, hang on. I mean, Dodge are currently building a Charger that's a frumpy four door saloon. You're like, I'm a yeah. bit pissed off about that, and I've been for a while when they built the Challenger, which is beautifully proportioned and it's and it and it's just universally handsome. So why make the four door look like some sort of like horrible kind of grotty B side when it didn't have it didn't have to be, did it? But no. I don't know. I don't think as as, as four door saloons go, it's not a bad looking car, but that's the but thing. it shouldn't it's, be rich. That's the point. As a, as a Charger owner, I do feel like it shouldn't oh, have yeah, ever been a Ford. But if you were a Mustang owner, what would you be saying about the Mac E? Well, which... depends if you're old school or new school. I think. I think if I was new school, I'd be like, yeah, they're just broadening out the the the, the brand and the they're widening the appeal. And Ford have got to stay in business, and they're pretty slow at reacting to trends these days. If mm. I was old school, Stang. I don't know. Well, if I was old school Stang, I'd be I'd look like Joe Biden probably, so I don't know. <laughs> I'd just be taking I, pills from my heart or something instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd probably try to claim that was authentic because Carol Shelby was on pills for his heart his whole life. Oh yeah. And, um, well, that is authentic then, isn't uh, it? Heart, heart pills. Very authentic. Heart pills. So, yeah, so we should do Mustang branded. So heart we've pills. got yeah. Obviously, we've we've been a bit political, but and I've said it before. I would love. Uh, I haven't watched the the, the Trump and the um, the Joe Biden kind of uh, the inauguration parade, but I, I was really hoping to see a, a, a sort of fast, slightly out of control Mustang exit exiting cars and coffee. <laughs> 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 you know the, uh, the the Shelby oh shit snake. Well, um, I mean, you know, Britain has the red arrows, and um, various <laughs> other countries have their own aerial formation teams, including the US. But what if the uh, the Americans went one step further and had a formation <laughs> Mustangs leaving cars and coffees team? Of course, it wouldn't really be in formation, would it? Or, or would, it would they beautifully all lost? control in that sync just... and hit a, a series of evenly spaced lampposts. No, it would be a series of evenly spaced Camrys. It would just be amazing. Oh, yeah. it's, always, you know, it's always an innocent but immaculate car that cops the worst of it, isn't it? Yeah. Always. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's usually a, it's a Camry or a yeah. Jetta. 
has clearly and been it's looked parked after. Uh, the and side it's, of the road, and it's in park, and it's an auto, so it's locked in gear, and uh, the wheels are really yeah. close to the curb, so <laughs> it just smears it up the curb and snaps the alloys in that horrible way. Oh uh, yeah, I think the whole, I think the formation Mustang leaving. Um, Mustangs leaving um, cars and coffee social event. I think that I would pay really good money to watch that. <laughs> and now the cast and crew of The Lion King will take to the stage to sweep up all the shards of plastic and broken headlights. <laughs> I think Ken Block is missing a trick here. The next Jim Carter needs to be leaving the car park in a Mustang Carter. And it obviously, special appearance by somebody like. Um, uh, Donald Trump, which is, which is strictly one-handed driving because he's waving the whole time with the other hand, despite being hugely out of control, still waving. Do you remember when we went to that, we got invited to go to a, a, a pitch meeting or a brainstorm for a pitch for a, a car thing that oh, some yeah, friends of ours yeah. were trying to make? And they were pitching to a car company to make them some viral films or something. And, we, and they said, hey, you two should come down and, and um, help out with the ideas. And we, we came up with this thing. Was it Ben Cock? And he was, he was a Ken Block-style stunt oh, driver. Right. But he was a bit sloppy and he kept reversing into shit or just overcooking it and losing, losing control. <laughs> it's like and, go, um, goes to handbrake turn, but it's always just an understeer with locked-up rears. Yeah. <laughs> it's not quite the same, is it? And the panel damage that results is always light. Like, he never totals the car, but he really does scuff it up. And, uh, yeah, I remember sitting there going, and he's called Ben Cock, and they just looked at us like... This can't happen. I don't don't think this is what they're looking for, but we'll write it down. They did that thing that you might do to a small child. That's great. We'll just write that down here. And you're thinking... That's going to be ripped oh, yeah. off the whiteboard as soon as we Yeah, they the take room. it straight off the, the post. It goes under the desk and they're screwing it up while they're addressing the class. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I know a, 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 a very big welcome we need to make on the podcast. Please, please welcome mm-hmm. Stellantis. <laughs> Featuring PSA and FCA. <laughs> Remix. <laughs> I haven't got an air horn to hand. I do not. I, I, keep, I, I, I can't. I don't. <laughs> exactly. Put your hands in the air. Come on, Stellantis. I keep. I've got, I've got images in my head of, of, of Guru Josh Infinity playing in the background with lasers going through the fog and the Stellantis. So, so many. many lasers. And, of course, air yeah. horns and people wearing, I don't know, strange hats. Yeah. So Stellantis but has a, 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 a quite saucy, blonde female singer who appears with them. Uh, but I also think they have a shirtless male <laughs> saxophone player who pops up. And sort of parps <laughs> annoyingly across the top. He's of the head of, of product track. for the new uh, artist formerly known as FCA and PSA. Yeah, FCA and Dallas. They sound so Euro, don't they? They're so Euro. Such a Euro dance act from the late nineties, yeah, yeah. I think, mid to late nineties, definitely. So I can hear Gary Davis though, sort of <laughs> going, "Okay, <laughs> now straight in at number six <laughs> in this week's top ten, Stellantis with." The sound. Of <laughs> is that what it is? I was just say, what's their what's their what's their debut hit? The sound of freedom. So those kind of dance tracks back then always had sort of slightly kind of quasi mystical, but ultimately meaningless yes. titles, didn't they? Sort of the age yes. of excellence. Stellantis. So, 
Yeah. Now I'm hearing a bit of Robert Miles. So Children by Robert Miles. Ever so slightly retweaked hastily because of the rebrand. Um, Stellantis, yeah, that that could work. <laughs> so very sort of twinkly piano led, but then the difference with Stellantis. Okay, in a number four this week, they've they've got the sax player just just that, doing a little bit of parping totally... over the top as well. It's a very strange name for the the group that culminates uh, the, the, uh, merging uh, Vox. Let me get this right: Vauxhall Citroen. Peugeot, um, Fiat, Maserati, mm-hmm. Ferrari. No, no, Ferrari aren't part of Stellantis, aren't they? No. they they've sort of been. They had a massive off, bust yeah. up. Um, <laughs> what tour was now. it when they just went their separate I ways? Think the tour was, was called the Infinite Sky off. Tour, wasn't it? Something um, like that. But. Is there anybody else I've missed out in Stellantis? Uh, yeah, there's um, Alfa Romeo, and technically oh, Lancia. It was, no, it was well. the hand. <clears throat> it was the hand beyond the veil tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that. I had a um, yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, was it? It's a, it has an Amy Grant sample in there somewhere. It was amazing. Uh, in the, fact, I've still got the CD wedged in a multi changer that I just I tried to fish <laughs> it out with some old stick, but I can't get it out. So, I, sadly, is that that's the um, is that the first CD you ever bought that had a clear spine rather than a grey ribbed plastic one? Like, Ooh, this is novel. <laughs> they put a bit of picture inside the spine of the CD. It's quite bad, um, isn't it? My, I've still got all my old CDs. Still got my first CDs. I'm still very. In fact, I, I dug out my first CD the other day to play some of the tracks to my kids, and they looked at it like it was like the Doomsday Book. It's mm. amazing. <laughs> I said, "Go, oh, come on! It's got Move Any Mountain by the Shaman in it. It's not that bad. Come on, <laughs> cheer up!" But <laughs> it's got a Verge of the Eclipse by Stellantis on. Ninety-eight <laughs> summer, brilliant. Oh yeah, number it has. two. I think it got two. Um, yeah, there's loads of. I mean, basically, name a car company, and there's a sixty-four percent chance they're in Stellantis because it's. I mean, it's huge. Jeeps in there, of oh, course. Jeeps Dodge in there. and Ram and. I think of the same thing and uh, uh, oh yeah forgot about Chrysler being in there yeah so actually so they, they, they're doing everything from electric fit 500s to Hell, mm. Hellcat V8s mm. blimmin heck what, what a wide I mean if they it's, were indeed a musical act what on earth the genre would be I don't know Oh my god! Well, it's sort of yeah, from from Italo house at one end to country and western at the other. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a couple of genres that have never crossed over. So yeah, and well, in, actually, in between, on, it, it, what Mike Oldfield on LSD, <laughs> bun, bun, base <laughs> jumping from from LSD. inside a warehouse, <laughs> 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 keeping it nice and risky. <laughs> Uh, yeah, listen, Mike, this is not high enough for the parachutes to work. It'll be fine. Let's just do it. <laughs> it's okay. I've got a Kita. Um, yeah, there's, it's it's deranged how many car companies there are, and, and, uh, and certainly in Europe, how much it all um, overlaps. And, yeah, last week they officially came into being. I know it's been on the cards for ages, but last week I guess some you know pa- bit of paperwork was signed. And um, as of whenever it was, I can't remember the date, the 18th or something yeah the, about the, 10 um, days ago so, yeah. Stellantis did you know it was going to be called Stellantis because I know you're yeah yeah they they publicised it a while ago and then announced their their Eurohouse Act logo And did they announce and, it via fax or very early email because I didn't see that have they got an out hotmail um, customer service I yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Stellantis at Hotmail.com. <laughs> oh, God, I feel like I need to buy that now. Uh, Have you... Uh, we talked about this before, that it's always something that... Um, I, I, it's sort of, I always go, oh, oh, you let you let yourself down a bit there when you see like vans and it'll be sort of called Elite Home Tiling Limited. Yeah. And then their email address on the van is elitetiling47 at gmail.com. And you just go, come on, you've got a website. You can route the email through the domain name. It's like, it's doable. Why did you not do it? It's just the busy guys. They're busy. They got stuff. Ultimate on. Plumbing Services Limited, the first for excellence. Stellantis PSAFCA one two three four at hotmail.com. <laughs> Do you know what we're mocking? Could you not get the domain? What happened? Do you know, I'm actually. Yeah, it always at, always bugs me that. I might get a Stellantis T-shirt. I don't know if they'll do them yet. Might get one. Well, you should you should you should lobby them. And strictly listening to Guru Josh Infinity whilst uh, whilst wearing it, <laughs> with, you know, with those um, is it Orbital that wore the glasses with the torches on the side? Yes. Those, in fact, Orbital are probably going to do a Stellantis unveil at some point, aren't they? Imagine it being really I, moody. It could work. Didn't Orbital fall out because they were brothers, weren't they? And I think they might have fallen out. All right. What about half of Orbital? <laughs> but which half? What if they're both touring as Orbital in some kind of bitter legal <laughs> struggle? Like a lot of those, like aren't there like two Bucks Fizzes? There are, and there's two um, UB40s. Oh God! Because there's are, one with yeah. Ali Campbell. That's like two more than without. the world needs. Which <laughs> red Red Wine Remix by Stellantis. Yes, Euro Uplift, <laughs> um, bombastic. I would have left the saxophone off that one, but they chose otherwise. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so, no, I, I don't know. The Stellantis thing baffles. Well, it doesn't baffle me. I sort of see why they're probably what they're reaching for. But Jesus Christ, it's like in Europe, you've got so many overlapping car makes. Yeah. It's that, interesting, and I'd be interested to see what they did because when um, um, uh, uh, what are they called? See, I've forgotten their name. PSA yeah. uh, bought Vauxhall Opal. Yes. One of the things, the first things they did, for very sensible reasons, was that they they halted the new Corsa and shifted it so that it was based on the same chassis as the Peugeot 208 and the Citroen C3 and all of that. So, which is very sensible, economies yeah. of scale. That's how platform things work. It, it isn't is, it? but. Um, and I'm just intrigued to know whether they're going to now do this to Fiat, and there will there will be a return of the Fiat Punto, which which um, old Sergio Marchione just let wither and oh, die, it, yeah. it, which was bizarre because you think I know they've got the 500, but but Fiat used to sort of own small cars, and and the 500, what's it called, 500L is the 500L is, is, Punto is, is, is a terrible car, really. Yeah, really it's a very awkward. Car, the fact that people. People stood in a room and looked at the clay model and went, yep. that's it, that's it, guys, there we are, sign it off. It's extraordinary that that Only, could happen, uh, particularly the stretched the one. The stretched one is, is it called the XL or the L? Yeah, I think so, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. Only Peter Kay bought one, as far as I know, and even then he put it through the book, so it was just a... just <laughs> claimed a bit of tax back because he bought maybe bought two of them <laughs> in case he was going to smash one up. Yeah. I know it's just a very very yeah. odd car, and the thing is, although the five hundred is is a, is a fantastic car, they haven't got a great deal of other stuff, have they? Really? No, it's extraordinary. Like, what do the people at Fiat's R and D place actually do? Know, because 
I suppose they've been a bit busy uh, <coughs> doing the 500e because that's an all new 500e is really good but, too. Um, they've done a good job with it. I've enjoy- I enjoyed that driving mm. that, and uh, it's a smart yeah. piece, you know, smart piece. Smart but, um, piece. Yeah. Does, uh, do, I'm looking so, forward to to seeing I more from Stellantis. And actually, I have a, a Stellantis long termer coming. In fact, it will have arrived. Do you? I do. Yeah. What have you got? Yeah, I've got an electric Corsa. Have you? Yeah, about to arrive on the drive. Yeah. Going to be living. Interesting. Yeah. So maybe I, I will just, get a Stellantis T-shirt after all. I just saw uh, a new Corsa, not an electric one. But I just saw, I just walked past one yesterday, and it's funny because I just feel like you're not seeing them around much, and. Um, you don't, and I don't know whether that's. It's, it feels like courses are everywhere, aren't they? It, usually, maybe it's because it's quite a nice looking car, by and large, and and it doesn't sort of look yeah. like the old. Corsa. No, it doesn't. Which I'm glad about because I've I've never really liked the look of the Corsa. This one looks like um, the last generation Audi A1 to me, in a good way. Oh, it does a bit. Yeah, you yeah. Know, that's a nice looking car, isn't it? The old A1. I always thought it was an underrated bit of design a good, before Audi went a bit. I think it's one of Audi's fiddly. most tasteful vehicles yeah there's one lives down the end of my street in a really sort of nice undercoaty grey colour and every time I walk past it, I just kind of go that's good that yeah. that's a good bit of work good bit of design neat it is a ver- but sort of yeah it, it's you know sort of small cars sort of, small cars can be a bit sort of over cutesy sometimes um, and and it isn't it's 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 not aggressively macho but it's not overly cutesy either way it's a good good sort of compromise between the two anyway um <laughs> i was going to uh <laughs> i was going to say i really enjoyed your um garage find volvo film on your late break show chanel oh. and it reminded me of uh something when you talk about pushing it out of the garage and I think it was you said that some of the neighbours remembered the guy who owned yeah. it, pushing it onto the drive sometimes to um, to just sort of give it a clean and then pushing it back in. Yeah, again. yeah. And it reminded me of what my dad used to do because my dad was a big push the car out of the garage onto the drive, even if we were going somewhere. And I'd completely understand why because I hate, and I know you hate as yeah. well, like turning an internal combustion engine on for like thirty seconds. I have cold. a real just, thing about it. Yeah, cold start, sh- like start stop thing. I. I I think. Um, oh, by the way, if you can hear like, um, if you can hear really powerful wind and stuff, there's a storm going on. In fact, it's probably Storm Stellantis. I haven't worked out what name this storm is. But they've always got <laughs> coming in off the Stellantis. Yes, station. it is. It is. But um, everything Stellantis yeah, now. It is. It. Voxel winds. <laughs> <laughs> generally they've bought everything i know i i think it comes down to the mechanical sympathy thing and when you mentioned it to me i was like i do that and i get mocked about it because people are like what do you do you really are you being yeah. serious like i've actually nearly put my back out trying to push a heavy automatic car on a dr- gravel drive before <laughs> because it's like i'm not going to start it for 10 seconds i just don't see the point johnny it's uphill you'll never do it i've got to but i've done it do you know what? it's it's one of the f- it's one of about three reasons why i try and stay relatively fit it's so that I can still push cars <laughs> so rather than start them for short distances. <laughs> I just think, I do, especially older cars. Let, let's take my let's take my Dodge for example. I can't stand starting that up just to like take it out of the garage and move it ten meters. Yeah, I just be like I'm over. I don't want. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I just can't be bothered, especially if it's cold. It's just not. I feel it's not fair. Um, and yeah, I, I I'm I think your dad had a 
he had a good he had a good idea he had a good well, i think it, my dad or my, my dad well, it's funny it isn't it because we're both sons of engineers <laughs> yeah. so i think it's that's where it's a hand-me-down isn't it from our respective fathers although neither of us are engineers we inherited a little bit of their engineer their mind. attitude yes. towards mechanical sympathy although that said you turn steering wheels when the cars are stationary which my dad told me not to do <laughs> i do it your track rod ends. i do it I do. <laughs> that goes through me yes but my uh, track no, rod ends are made of after it. eight so it's okay <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe you should uh, follow the example of my my dad and buy a Solara, <laughs> and uh, and then you'll be more you know sympathetic what? towards the track. One day, I end. would very much like you to buy a Talbot Solara, just so that we could do some kind of Smith and Sniff road trip in it. I just think because I know they've got very pillowy interiors, haven't they? Incredibly tappety engine, though. Yes, I remember that. Like, well. I remember once my a friend of my dad's came over, and he'd got. A, um, geez, I think he'd got a five series. He bought a five series. It was quite exciting in yeah. itself back in the eighties. You know, I was like, that's a that's a fancy car, and it was um, must be late eighties because it was an E thirty four, and going out for driving that and and just like thinking I might have gone deaf or something because it was so smooth and quiet inside compared to my dad's Tappity Solara. <laughs> um, which was then shortly afterwards replaced by a Peugeot 405, which again seemed smooth in comparison, but but nothing like. A Did, I mean, short, short. I mean, there's that. no comparison in terms of kind of um, <clears throat> in in terms of refinement and engineering, is there? But then again, the BMW was probably triple the price. I might be wrong. Oh God, yeah. But they, I mean, just the the, the Solara was. Exceptional! <laughs> uh, it was extraordinary. You just didn't realise it until you sort of had something to compare it to. But um, <laughs> no, the thing about pushing the car at the garage, it only occurred to me after I'd seen your Volvo film, and I, I started thinking about it. And I started thinking what my dad used to do, which was, if we were going mm-hmm. somewhere as a family, he would probably, while we were still faffing about getting ready, go outside, open the garage, push the car out onto the drive, and close and lock the garage, and then. When we were all ready, we'd all go and get in the car, and then the car would be started in the journey wow. would commence. And it was almost like a ceremonial getting out of the car, like get, uh, getting the car out of its box. And I just thought, it's weird that he didn't just wait till we were all and ready then to just go. just open the garage. And then just open the garage, start the car, back it out, let everyone get in, because there wasn't room to do that on both sides in the garage. But that's fine. It could idle on the drive for the sort of yeah, 30 that's seconds or everyone's got in. And then just set off. It's, 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 and I don't know whether it's partly because it was something to do, because, again, my dad was an engineer and an unfussy man. He would probably just get ready by going, right, I've got my shoes and my coat on, I'm off. And small children yeah, faff about. They're, they're annoying. And I don't know whether it was that. And it was like, there's something to do. I'll go and I'll do the ceremonial getting out of the car. Uh, or whether there was some other process that I was oh, I, not party to I just it's only in retrospect I thought well, why did well, he I, yeah, do it's a that? very strange ritual I, I I think in that instance I would start the car um when everyone's nearly nearly coming out of the house and locking up is it because did he have to do a ceremonial mm. locking up and that took time and that and that would annoy the family a bit of locking I do ceremonial up. locking up and it annoys the hell out of my wife because she thinks it takes too long and I said well we've got a lot of doors so just want to make sure that they're actually so our house growing up had a you know sort of your trad up and over garage door but what you could do with it is a pre-lock oh yes so you did a 90 degree turn of the key 
turned the handle and once you'd done that and released the catch and opened it a tiny bit then you twisted the key back the way it had come and then it was pre-locked so when you closed it again it was already locked I've used it how useful it is yeah on on 60s 70s suburban garage doors yeah Jesus Christ they weigh a lot they don't they those garage doors and I I know this because ours came off once unexpectedly and I had to sort of grab it and then went oh my god yeah like this is quite this is not long before we sold the house but yeah as an adult I was suddenly I found myself holding a garage door with a with a sudden did yours um, have the counterweights down the side which were just cylinders of concrete uh it di- uh, didn't okay, so no some of the old school ones it just had, yeah, had mine's springs. Got springs and one of my springs came unhooked a couple of months ago and, and the door went <laughs> sort of 45 degrees <laughs> and i nearly had it and my yeah. heart nearly skipped a beat and he landed on one of the cars um growing up one of our neighbors used to do a strange thing which i mean talk about giving burglars a nice clear signal as to what was going on but if he was just popping out for a bit he he would he would open the garage door, get his car out, and then and then he would close the garage door, but not all the way. He would leave it probably at sort of almost like a forty five degree angle, so it was neither open well, nor so closed. So it was obvious it was open. Yeah. Oh no, it was like really <laughs> obvious. It was like there was a two foot gap easily between the bottom of the garage door and the floor. Right. It was like, but it, but you wouldn't go that garage door is open, but you wouldn't say that garage door is closed. It was like Schrodinger's garage door because it was you just get. But what it meant was. He just popped out somewhere locally. He wasn't going to be long, and clearly he couldn't be bothered when he got back to go through the unlocking process. How bizarre. So, he, But he would get How out of the bizarre. car. I mean, you might as well just leave the garage door you, open you might completely. As well open. But no, the, the semi-close, <laughs> which signified I won't be But it could baffle would-be burglars, because um, they might think, well, hang on, in that sort of old-school way, Dad could be out in the garage, I don't know, about to cut some wood slash smoke a roll-up cigarette without anybody yeah. knowing and he's just opened the base of the door to get any fumes out you know let's let's i mean let's say he's starting up a two-stroke strimmer with the garage door mostly closed <laughs> <laughs> whilst smoking a hamlet cigar you know obviously there's a few fumes that need to get out of there um and we've all done it we've all smoked a chubby cigar whilst starting a two-stroke like lawnmower or something <laughs> yeah it's uh i don't know it's very the ritual the rituals are weird aren't they i said i wonder if anybody else is, uh, remembers strange rituals they're probably less rituals now because cars don't even get put in garages so much now in fact no i say no. that my neighbor who i can see his garage from where i'm sat recording this he <clears throat> he's in a, a retired um, um engineer i've probably told you before um for he- heavy plant engines mm. And he stri- he swears by diesel. He's a massive derv fanatic, and he has he's had a string of Skoda <laughs> diesels. He starts his car up, and doesn't barely waits for the engine to catch before it's in reverse and it's coming out of the garage from cold, and then he'll turn it off to go back in the house to like lock the house and to then shut the garage door and then start it again. So it's the total. It's the absolute opposite oh. of what I believe in, and it. And I have to ignore it because wow. I get a little bit stressed out. Although, have you ever thought of putting an anonymous note through his door? I must complain as strongly as possible. So we'll write it with your other hand, <laughs> <laughs> and don't sign it. Obviously, <laughs> where's that note from? Oh, it's from that bloke next door, Johnny. But for some it, reason, what, he's done it's, 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 child's it's handwriting. Come, as, as a um, neighbour, it's come to my attention. He'll look around and go, "I've only got one neighbour. Yes. I wonder who that could possibly be." <laughs> It's come to my attention is a fantastic way to Complaint. start any 
slightly snippy neighbourhood complaint. Yeah, I had one from um, I had an email from a person on our street complaining about the number of cars that I'd parked on our street and where I'd parked them, and um, she started it with, "I'm writing to you as your neighbour," and I was like, "Well." Of course you are. I'm writing to you as the actress Angela Lansbury because that wouldn't be true. Maybe like, she's encouraging really role play. Weird. I'm writing. <laughs> I'm writing to you as the woman in black that hides behind the bush and stares at you between eight. I'm and writing nine. to you as an attractive lady scientist in a 1960s film about space. Okay, <laughs> whatever you want. Uh, yeah, it's, that was weird, but it was going to. She she used a lot of very snippy neighbourhood dispute language. Um, and uh, I, I, I was going to write back, dear so and so, please fuck off. Uh, but then I thought, no, I don't, I don't want to cause trouble. So I killed her with kindness instead, and that seemed to work quite nicely. And the, the matter was resolved. Killing with kindness works. But you know, the, the reason that I didn't want to have to give in to her, not, you know, I could see her point to some degree. But um, uh, I, I, the reason I didn't want to completely give in to her demands is because it would have meant moving my cars, which would have meant starting them for about thirty seconds to shift them around the corner, which goes back to our original problem. I know. We, are we? That, are um, we just weird, Rich? I do worry we about are a bit my behaviour yeah. in that respect. Now that it was, yeah. it's been brought to my attention in the public domain. I'm, I, I wonder if I should hang my head. Although back in the old days, of course, oil technology wasn't as good. I remember my dad drilling it into me. The, the the first twenty seconds of a car running is where is where the most wear takes place, mm, so be yeah. careful. And he used to always say, you know, strike it up, just give it thirty seconds to catch its breath. In that time, put your belt on. I don't know, do some demisting, put a CD in, whatever. <laughs> and 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 actually, I do I do still do that. In fact, I was filming with my my uh, my Tokyo Nissan Cedric taxi this this week and the weather was really cold mm. and because it's lpg i do like to warm it up a little bit before i get it going and it only because it's got a japanese um radio in it it only picks up one radio station in the uk and if that's playing a crap song i'm like oh <laughs> japan fm you know, it's it's it only seems to pick up like bbc radio cambridge and um really yeah <laughs> it's rubbish it's most sorry bbc radio <laughs> cambridge is mostly rubbish so what i find myself doing is um <laughs> I've, I've, it has a cassette deck, but it doesn't have a CD player. And I, as you know, mm. I've only got one cassette, which I got as a bit of a joke 40th birthday. So I put the cassette in, and it does play it really well. I have to say the quality is brilliant. But I have I have yeah. the choice of a rubbish radio station or one cassette. Which is it, Roxy Music. Which is Roxy Music, Avalon. Yeah. And I mean, it could be worse, couldn't it? It could be... Yeah. It could be... Uh, Something terrible. Um, um, it could be like that Michael Bolton song you re- you you mentioned to me last week. Oh yeah, uh, was it Steel Bars? Which of course I went. You and did go and to, listen to and, it, didn't you? And it became a total earworm, and I had to listen to it again. And um, <laughs> God, it's a big production, isn't it? Jesus Christ! It's like because the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, it's got a breakdown. That's nice, but the the breakdown goes then straight back up into a key change. You just go fucking hell. He's thrown the kitchen sink of MOR music at this. It's extraordinary. You know, I, I thought you'd appreciate that. And I did I did chuckle because I thought, I bet you're listening to it in a slightly dishevelled spare room where you're working at the moment, wearing clothes that you normally wouldn't go out in because you're working at home. So you just want practical <laughs> warm clothes, let's say, working at home fleece. And you're listening to a really powerful ballad by Michael Bolton. And funny enough, I hadn't heard that song for ages, so I listened to it. And then I, and I showed, I think I shared the music video with you, which was 
one of those music videos where they just use snippets of live stadium tours, which I do quite like. And yeah. then I found... Uh, uh, a bit of black and white as well. There was, was some black, black and white, and which was mostly the slow motion. Some black and white. I think it was white. mostly yeah. the slow-mo in black and white. And he wore, uh, at various mm. times, one of those baseball caps with a steel plaque on the front. Do you remember those? Oh, They were yeah. crap. Janet Jackson was a big fan yeah, of those, Yeah, that's she, right. Yeah, it looks like one of those things that you either put on a, um, on a house that's of historical significance or <laughs> a gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just looks like you'd, you'd accidentally sit on the cap and bend the metal bit and it would never be the same again and it would, you'd, your cap would be ruined yes just, actually <sighs> you've, you've just shit we've got to get just, out of here I've just sat on Michael Bolton's hat <laughs> I've straightened it right out I've just had a thought you know you know those plaques that they do put, put on buildings saying this is where Mozart wrote his famous hit that then Stellantis used in <laughs> 1997 <laughs> His famous hits. I've never heard <laughs> what a classical music referred to as writing blockbuster. Hits, but maybe they do. They might do on classic. Effort, well, again, I've. Uh, but but yes. imagine if those plaques could be used on cars that are parked around the place. You know, you were talking about the the, the Honda Jazz that didn't get moved, and you don't really know who owned it. Um, yeah. If you were allowed by law to put plaques on cars like that, so. 2012 Honda Jazz hasn't moved from this point since X VIN number blah 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 um, yeah and you can just walk around and it's a bit like you could do like a a more interesting version of Pokemon Go where you just where you just walk yes. around a city and go oh okay so somewhere down one of these streets uh, I'm pretty sure that there's an insignia um, with with one wheel missing and someone's drawn a dick on <laughs> with a key in the paint on the tailgate, <laughs> I want to go and see it. Because um, I was thinking walking tours like they do sort of around yeah, city centres to look at those blue plaques. But yeah, a, a Pokemon Go style, go I'd and absolutely, um, find some interesting. I'd cars. love to do a Pokemon Go style thing for like semi derelict cars. I think it'd be brilliant. Get yeah, we should. I think it could be brilliant. It's basically just a series of pin drops. Now that I think about it, yeah, got to do it in quite a lo-fi way. Yeah. Relatively, don't don't get. But I might re- might record voiceovers um, for each one though. I might do that. So oh, like an audio tour yeah, so of a museum. So once you've got to the car, press this button, and I'll do a kind of um, mm. Attenborough-style breathy, atmospheric description yeah. of what you're looking at. So it would be, I don't know, the joy-ridden Nova SR that's returning to Earth in the wood, just outside of Durham. Yeah. You've just reminded me that ages ago on a Smith & Sniff video, we were talking about Attenborough and I think trying to describe his voice, and you rightly said it's quite breathy. And somebody got in touch or, or left a comment and said that in his family, I think, said they always describe Attenborough's voice as biscuity. Biscuity. And I thought that was really good, yeah. I think it was based on the fact that if you eat a lot of biscuits, you get that slightly cloudy throat. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, digestive yeah. or something. You, know, you really go to town on a tube of digestives. <laughs> and then you get a bit. And I've just had far too many digestive biscuits. And it, it's, it would it, be, it's wouldn't a bit it? hard to... Speak he's, he's, yeah. he's shut in a sound booth. He's got six Gary Baldy and a thimble of water. What are you going to do? <laughs> it's like a, it's like a panic room scenario. <laughs> oh, and by the way, you didn't have any breakfast, and he ran to the studio. So you're a bit like 
you're hungry, you're tired, you need some energy for the uh, for the voiceover. What does one do in a situation like that? Biscuity. Yes, here we have. How was that take for you? Uh, it was a bit biscuity. Yeah, just ever so uh, slightly. Sir David. Oh, so perfect, you mean? Yes, that's right. Amazing. Um, yeah, I was going to say, uh, since you mentioned the Honda Jazz, and we have been talking uh, about... <laughs> about hills that we will die on uh, not starting cars for a very brief amount of time <laughs> I've, I've realized there's another hill that i will die on in the car world which i was prompted by seeing a new shape honda jazz yesterday have you seen these yes i it's quite, a really i actually quite car. if it's the one i'm thinking of i quite like it it's um the standard one comes with like a sort of grillless snubby nose which looks quite odd and also you can have it with black wheels but with a uh, or rather, sorry, you can have it with with um, shiny wheels, you know, or silver coloured wheels, but they have a black rim. The rim is blacked in, so they look very yeah. odd. Not bad, but yeah, distinctive. distinctive. Quite, quite mad. Yeah, they're not like they're not like um, um, they're not like um, Toyota new shape Prius and Mirai odd because that's just silly. No, but I do actually quite like that. I quite like the new weird. Honda um, CRV. You know, the, it's been out about a year now, I think, but quite like the shape of that because it kind of looks like when Japanese cars were trying to ape American cars but on a scaled down size yeah and I kind of <laughs> like that there's something a bit interesting for me there there's an appeal the the jazz uh also has that sort of um all road slash streetwise version the cross star you've seen this which does have a grill yeah weirdly and and his sort of you know wheel arch extensions and all that, all that. I was going to say all that jazz, but that's, oh, that you could have could annoying. have said um, that. But all that stuff. Uh, but the reason I bring it up is because the Honda Jazz has something that uh, I firmly believe never ever ever works in car design as well as it should do. It has a fuel filler flap where two of the edges meet other styling features yes. of the car. Uh, in this case, the back light also is like the trailing edge of the fuel flap, and the top edge, I think, is the is the bottom of the window yeah. line. And that never works. Fuel filler flaps should float in space on a panel, is my view, because it always looks a bit shite when they don't. The last shape focus had the same thing. Doesn't ah. work. Probably looks all right on a clay model, and doesn't look all right when you have to make a car and it has to have a gap around it, a do you know, I didn't stuff. I, just I know what you mean. Cat. I don't like it when there's nearby lines which it doesn't follow. If it if it's going to be near a, yeah. a door shut line or a window line, there should be some relationship. And I think one car which it, it's done done that very badly from memory is the new Peugeot two hundred eight, which is actually a really good car. But from memory, I think the filler door is just in this weird space where the shape doesn't go oh. with anything around it and it annoys me I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to now check because um, I think that new 208 is quite a nice looking car it's a great looking car when you get close to one there's a bit of business happening that I feel like they there's a point at which they should have stopped and they sort of didn't they just did a little bit extra you know it's got that like funny little thing on the Yes. rear pillar oh the little indent yeah yeah which has an e on it yeah. If it's and it yeah and it's just a bit you go i think i think you didn't need that i think you could have got away without it but you you carried on it looks okay in pictures but in real life it's um 
it's I'm quite n- down with that, annoying. you know. I'm um, quite down with that. Yeah. Are you? I I think it's because because it I'm a wrong one. No, uh, maybe the pillow would look really boring and plain without it. I don't know. It it doesn't like completely wind <laughs> me up, but it's just I, I saw one the other week and I just went. Oh, mm. I feel like yeah. You keep you just kept adding. Uh, the, I've just looked up a picture actually of the two hundred eight, and you're right. The fuel filler is a very yeah. It's, an odd it's shape. an otherwise really good car and, and a good piece of design. I personally feel. Um, mm. <clears throat> yeah, Persians have got quite pretty. They've again, got brilliantly they? pretty. I'm really into them at the moment. I think they're doing good things. Good. The, the 2008, the 208, and of course, um, of course, they're part of Stellantis now. <laughs> so um, I'd imagine they'll yeah, be yeah. doing a residency yeah, uh, yeah. at uh, in Ibiza this summer. If well, I think I mean, would per- I'm thinking so. maybe Persia. They're going to they're they're, they're going to headline, you know, Club Gay. They're going to go for the kind of the uplifting um, side of of Ibiza, the more kind of uh, gender fluid side, I reckon. That's 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 their aim. Yeah. For st- if, if Stellantis is going to pigeonhole people, that's probably what they'll do. I did. I think I felt like I'm going to have to make a Stellantis T-shirt just because <laughs> I think the vast majority of the population will have absolutely no idea when they look at the logo next to it and everything. They'll go, "No idea." Is that a no. make of like guitar amp? Is that um, <laughs> is that a deodorant? Is, from is it is it one of those fitness things like Peloton? Is it, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I've just done just done fifty minutes with Stellantis. <laughs> How have you? Yeah, yeah. I bet you did. Yeah. Well, you got what? to go. No, it's just my phone buzzing to tell me I'm behind on my Stellantis regime for this week. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. Uh, it's Drop. just so many options there. It's just out of control, mate. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, I've got to say, I've got, I've, I, I'm being. I sound like I'm being down on the Stellantis. I'm not. I'm actually quite excited for Stellantis. I, in fact, I've just realised I've got a Stellantis product on the drive right now. It goes back tomorrow. Um, I've got an electric van, and it's really, really good. It's one of the coolest cars. I say cars. electric van. Yeah, I've got a Peugeot E Partner on the drive. E Partner. E Partner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, and it's of course it's Lancastrian like cowboy. Um, oh, okay, it's good, is it? It's really good. The I thought int- you had a cab. Were you not running around in a in a you know electric London? Yeah, that that now? went back day before yesterday. Oh right, uh, God, it's like Johnny's car supermarket. I'm trying to, I'm there. trying to, I'm trying to get them in. I'm trying to get them in as much as possible because of restricted restrictions, and it's hard to get make content. So I'm just trying to. You know, get the get the cars in. Get the cars in. Was that a cab you had, or was it the van version of the cab? I it was the car because I couldn't get. The, I haven't driven the the van yet. I've had a look around wow. it and a sit in it, and it's really good. Mm. But the, do you know what? The car, I've driven it a lot. I've been fortunate enough to borrow it a few times in the last couple of years. But um, I did a little bit of filming with it, and I let my oh. wife drive it. Um, because I needed to do some shots with two cars for the for the for the video, and she loves it. I said, you know, you can buy civilians can buy them. You can mm. you can just buy a a, a, a a London electric vehicle company black cab for a, a family car, and I was like, I'd love to do that. Mm. And they're going to make a camper van version. I saw this. Yeah, and I can't wait mm. for that either. I just think it's a really good product. It's beautiful driving position. Really smooth, excellent visibility, mm. well made. I don't know. I'm just quite into it, and it does look better than a Rolls Cullinan. So it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. There's, mm, I mean, that there's wouldn't be particularly hard. I was going to say, yes. 
In fact, yeah, I've got a semi-abandoned bathroom suite at the end of my garden that possibly <laughs> <me> looks better. <laughs> semi-abandoned? Well, I am going to clean it up and put it on Gumtree. Oh, so it just implied that maybe you were still using parts. <laughs> no, no. Which no, I'm God, sure some. I'm sure some local badges are probably using it, but it's it's new old stock. But I've just left it outside since last April, so. I need oh. to um, I need to clean it up and put it on Gumtree, which sounds like a euphemism, oh. but it's not. In um, this context, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, I wanted to say um, thank you to listeners who dived in after last week's show to suggest cars that I might want to buy as our next family car. Um, people people got quite into that, and interesting sort of factions people who went yeah yeah you should get a supercharged Range Rover actually not that many people said that because there are a lot of people who went I used to have a Range Rover and it broke all the time um, of that genre then there are a lot yeah. of people who I think there's a lot of people who don't know, either know what a dog is or at least don't know how big my dog <laughs> is because they were sort of go oh you should get a Lancia Gamma Coupe or something you're like no 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 I can't, I can't have a dog <laughs> two children dog children can't do that yeah. <laughs> oh you should definitely you should get a Caterham that's what that would be a solution um but uh, thank you for everybody. Who, what who about a Dutton in. Ranger? I, I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just for just for sheer punishment. Do you know what? They're probably you lads don't even know what they are. They just go, oh, fuck it, just let them drive yeah, in. It's too complicated to work this one. You're allowed in, but don't put it on choke. So make sure it's always hot started. <laughs> it's running better. I but what it reminded because a, a couple of people at least recommended um, uh, XJ shaped Jeep Cherokees. And, they did. Um, uh, and I've already had one of those. Yeah. And it set me thinking. I was suddenly like, I don't think I've ever owned the same model of car twice. Oh, that's a really, that's a really good question. Because as soon as someone did I pipe imagine up you with that, um, I did say, oh, Rich has already owned one of those. And actually, you bought one when they were worth nothing. They're actually going up in price now because they're considered so it seems, modern yeah. classics. Um, yes. Or retro cars, I suppose you call them. Have I owned the same car twice? Yeah, of course I have. Uh, I've owned. I was going to say, you must have I've owned I mean, various you... Mark II Golfs, a couple of Mark I Golfs. Oh, I've owned three Mercedes 124s. I've owned two. No, three Mercedes 123s. Yeah, so I have. I mean, slightly different model spec, you know, if you're going to be really kind of like anorak about it. I've owned a diesel one and a petrol one and a carb one and an injected one or one with wind down windows, one with uh, lecky sunroof. That kind of jazz. <laughs> I've actually owned. <laughs> what? So you'd go, but I'll have another one of those because this time I want wind down windows. In My it. brother's the worst. He's a complete repeat offender for that. He's had the same genre of P- Passat. Uh, how many has he had? I think he's had six. Really? Yeah, he's had six. Yeah, and I told you the one that he, the one that was called the egg, the over. The the number plate was OVA, so we used to call it the egg, and it was a Passat Estate, which was uh, what era? The one where the, there's no radiator grill, the sort of aero one of the the late eighties, oh, yeah. yeah, or early nineties. Yeah, he, of that shape, he had loads, but that one it was his particular favourite. It was it was turbo, one point six diesel, so the small diesel. He bought it off the original owner, and it had done 330-something thousand miles with full VAG history. Honestly, he, he needed hell? a pallet truck to take the, the service books away with it. It was unbelievable. It had, like, its oil changed like, every other day. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was, what, like an American yeah. car? 
or a car owned by yeah, an American. It was just unbelievable. I was, I was, he was amazed. But the, the thing he said was, I'm only going to use it for commuting, and it's been used for commuting. And sure enough, it was so reliable because it, it just carried hmm. on doing what it, it, it had been conditioned to do. And I think uh, that was really important. And also, Odin, he, he, what he loved about them is he could buy one for, let's say, he, I mean, my brother never spent more than a grand on a car. So he used to buy one for, say, 800 sheets. He'd do 100 miles a day in mm. it for three years. And then he'd sell it for um, 800 quid. <laughs> it was just fantastic. He said, I always would just do the cam belt. I'd really clean it, take excellent photos straight away 800 quid so it's effectively free motoring fair play yeah, yeah so so i think that's a very convoluted way to saying i have had the same car several times and i probably will do yeah i sort of knew that you had i just it's just <clears throat> something i've never i don't think i've ever done i'm trying to think now but no i'm pretty sure i haven't um and i, I want you to i want just you know keep like on moving to. Um, makes me feel. Well, I like that Cherokee, but that's the thing. I feel like I've done it. I should. I should try yeah. something else. But I need um, to buy more BMWs. I, I think hmm. that, that's something. In the next two years, I feel like I need to remedy that. I've, I've never owned a Saab, and I've only ever owned one BM, and it wasn't really a proper one. So, I should really buy that. I'd like to buy an i3, and I'd like to buy an E34 5 Series because it's my favourite. But I don't really mm. need one. In fact, I definitely don't need one. So that's why I haven't got one. But I do. It's it's a bit of a they're still around, aren't they? They are That's still the around. Yeah, yeah, because so they're, they're 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 good. Oh, I know, and they are quite sort of desirable now amongst BMW perverts. I, I wanted to. Um, I know that this comes off the back of that conversation about you maybe getting a supercharged petrol Range Rover as a dog car, which still just sounds so brilliantly first world problem. But um, I would say, I know I got a little bit cross spent last week, and I, I, I want to apologise. I want to say, if you did buy one. I would accept on the condition that we could film some sort of awful. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, B-side versions of the trip. Um, like Steve <laughs> oh, Coogan yes. and Rob Brydon, but the, but it would revolve predominantly around recalls and breakdowns with said Range Rover. <laughs> so we never really get to the destinations. We pretend that we're living in, we're driving in these sort of majestic uh, luxury, but actually all we're ever doing is watching all the lights on the, <laughs> the dashboard appear and disappear. <laughs> Mild power steering failure here and there. <laughs> It's funny because I had a few messages from people going, I usually it was it would start with I had a Range Rover of that shape and end with over ten thousand pounds later kind of remarks, you know, with repairs that were were more than the car's value and it still didn't work properly, all these sort of horror stories. But then uh, a Land Rover dealer that I vaguely know 
um, got in touch and went, they're, they're brilliant. They're the best Range Rover. Really? And they don't go wrong as much as people um, say they do. Yeah. And he's usually pretty brutally honest about stuff, and it's not like he's trying to actually flog me one because they're old now. But he, yeah, he said he prefers them to the current shape, and um, and there's le- and there's less to go wrong on them as well. But I mean, that's a relative thing, isn't it? It's like uh, getting a smaller dog because there's less to go wrong on it. But it's just like it's <laughs> it, it's a relative thing. So, well, it's the same with uh, yeah. B38 I don't think I'm going to do Rangers, anything rash. They get up. They get up. Oh, but rash. they frighten me. They ooh, they do frighten me. But would you would but, you like to do a I'd I'd like to do like a Cuba spec P thirty eight where you buy a P thirty eight you take everything every single piece of technology out of it and then you just put a transit diesel engine in it and just run two wires from the front <laughs> to the back for lights so you've got the look you get the look you know what I mean you've, I've got the look it's a P thirty eight Range Rover they're, they're aging well it's just fine yeah and you, it's good. why it's sitting very low yeah it's because I had to, I just stuck a couple of uh, live axles off a, a Mark two Escort yeah. Because the air suspension had failed, so it's got leaf spin. And it's there. just rear-wheel drive. Fine. It's not even front-wheel. It's not even yeah, four-wheel yeah, drive you anymore. you don't need... Why do you need the complexity? It's silly. Don't don't get yourself bogged so you've got down. the look. You've just um, got the look, but not the reality. Yeah. Yeah. I I um, I don't know. I'm not going to rush into anything because, as my wife has pointed out to me once again, we don't strictly need to get a car in a hurry. Where are we going Quite at the moment? Quite. Um, so, there we go. Anyway. I'll, so, if we'll, anyone we'll, has a really, really like baggy Range Rover they want to sell um, what's the email address that they should have for the Smith & Sniff show again <laughs> definitely <laughs> yes why not um, why not taunt me with uh, tat that you want to get rid of do remember I have a large dog and two small children and I am about to live in a ultra low emissions zone so um, yeah. so don't just go you should get a De Tomaso Pantera mate um, but yes if you want to email us about anything at all really uh, it's Smith & Sniff at gmail.com yeah. it used to be and, Stellantis123 um, at Hotmail yeah. but we've just recently <laughs> changed it well it used to be Smith and Sniff at Stellantis.com because they were our internet provider <laughs> and they seem to have branched out into other stuff now weird um, well this is probably a good time to start sort of bringing things into land since I've done the email address um, and uh, speaking of ways to, to contact us um, if you are feeling generous we now have a Patreon and if you uh, want to chuck in some pennies or pounds then um you can contact us through there and um there's a slightly bigger chance you'll get a reply because uh i tend to lose emails like an idiot but um so um you could try dropping us a note through there if you're one of our lovely patreons and thank you if you are um before we wrap up i have three things to tell you and they are one johnny has a solo youtube channel called the late break show go on there to see a very excellent uh, barn find volvo estate film and ford uh, mustang mackie of Ford Mustang Mach-E, yeah. Uh, two, I've got loads of books out at the moment. Um, spin the Wheel of Shite. Uh, why not buy Steel Flies by Roy Lanchester? It's a spoof Cold War thriller by a fake, I'll call it, car journalist character. <laughs> and three, although Magnum PI was famous for driving a red Ferrari 308 GTS, the original car the producers had in mind was a Porsche 928. But when they asked Porsche if they could install a bigger sunroof so that Tom Selleck was visible driving during the expensive helicopter shots, Porsche said no. What? So they went to Ferrari instead. Seriously? Mm, True fact. I kind of wish they had done a 928 now. 
I like a nine to eight. Uh, it's hard to imagine. Yeah, that pasha yeah. fabric yeah. probably be quite bad in hot climate. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Would actually. it? I mean, but it wicking. Yeah. Would it be sweat wicking? It might be wicking. <laughs> <laughs> Wicking's a funny word, isn't it? it? Always makes me think of Will Smith. Wicky wicky wah <laughs> was written about a very absorbent running top. Well, and, and he uh, lives in Miami, or did do, or maybe sung yeah, about. Yeah, what well, he did. Well, we've, we've had this conversation before. It's very hard to tell what the temperature is based on. Um, videos for music that around that time that were always shot in clubs in Miami <laughs> he's wearing a suit but the women have bikinis it's, it's, oh, it's going to read on the exact temperature oh, the thermostat's all over the shop we got no chance it's like a game show guess the thermostat in a rap video <laughs> well he is wearing a suit but then I notice he's not actually got anything under the jacket so that suggests it's boiling in He's got a special wicking jacket. He can actually run a marathon in that jacket. It's just fine. <laughs> so who needs sports gear and smart gear? Just go for, go for a run in a business Just combine suit. the two. It's, it's time-saving as much as anything else. And because of the wicking, you can still go to a meeting and not look too don't sweaty. Worry, it's merino wool. As long as which, people don't see your back. Which, which, <laughs> I don't know what it means. It basically means what the BO smell only comes out 48 hours later. <laughs> Oh, don't get me started on that deodorants that say 48 hour protection you go who's wearing deodorant for 48 hours and not having a shower for God's sake I think I've got one that's 72 hours and you go oh, oh come that's, on that's, I mean, really? that's when you go to a festival and Stellantis are on all the other bands oh. are on it's, it's relative yeah. squalor but it's, <laughs> but it's fun you get a real sweat on dancing to Stellantis in the DJ tent and uh, even your wicking business suit <laughs> has, has been overpowered. Well, the number of times I've I've been to a really big club wearing a very, very, <laughs> wearing a very, very figure-hugging suit. Oh, yeah, happens all the time. Anyway, um, well, that's it. We've done all the, the housekeeping and, and now we seem to be talking about um, <laughs> sports business suits. So um, <laughs> That's basically an SUV. It's, that's what it is. An SUV in cloth, clothing form is a smart suit that's also wicking and you're able to maybe run a marathon in it. That's what the SUV genre is these days. <laughs> a wicking a wicking <laughs> business suit. Well, this is an idea. Once again, we've given away an excellent <laughs> idea without copywriting it. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. know. All right. Well, anyway, um, where there'll be more of this uh, same time next week, uh, Monday mornings uh, for regular podcasts. Uh, patrons get it uh, twelve hours before on Sunday evening. If that's an interesting thing to you, which I'm sure it's not. Anyway, uh, we'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye bye. Right, you wicking business suit. Um... Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.